وَمِنَ النَّاسِ And among people is man who يَقُولُ He says آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ We believe in Allah. فَإِذَا But when أُوذِيَ He is hurt. He is given أَذَى فِي اللَّهِ فِي إِن Allahi Allah meaning in the way of Allah because of Allah okay fillahi meaning for the sake of Allah just like when you say I love someone fillah meaning for the sake of Allah right for the cause of Allah this is fi sabilillah in the way of Allah right so some people they say we believe but then when they are hurt in the way of Allah. And by the way, getting hurt in the way of Allah is a natural consequence of Iman. It has been established in the beginning of the surah. Right? So when he's hurt in the way of Allah, what happens? Ja'ala. He makes fitnatan nasi. The fitna of people, the trial of people. Meaning they're opposing him, they're hurting him, they're torturing him, their lack of support for him. He makes the fitna of people ka'adhabillah like the punishment of Allah. Meaning he thinks he is suffering from difficulty because he's doing something wrong. So people's hate is God's punishment. People hate me or they're showing these hate crimes or whatever it is. They're being hateful towards me because I am doing something wrong. So he makes the fitna of people as if it was the adab of Allah. Now when it comes to Allah's punishment, if Allah is punishing somebody, what does it mean? That person should stop what he's doing. Isn't it? So this person, because he thinks that the fitna of people is the adab of Allah, what does he do? He stops the good that he's doing. Wala in And surely if, جَاءَ نَصْرٌ مِّن رَبِّكَ Help comes from your Lord. Victory comes from your Lord. Some worldly success comes His way. لَيَقُولُنَّ Surely they will definitely say, إِنَّا كُنَّا مَعَكُمْ Indeed, we were with you. I mean, they say this to the believers. Basically, they're saying, we were with you, you know, we're so good, just like you. So, we also deserve a share of this fortune. Allah says, أَوَلَيْسَ a is wa and laysa not Allahu Allah is Allah not bi a'lama most knowing bima fi sudur al-'alamin of that which is within the sudur the trusts of the worlds meaning of the creation of the creatures does Allah not know what is in the hearts of people does he not know who is sincere and who is insincere of course Allah knows who is truly a believer and who is not now what is this ayah teaching us? This is teaching us that when people are tested in the way of Allah, okay, some people, this is how they react. How is it that they react? That the fitna of people, fitna from people, like for example, somebody wears the hijab. What happens? Somebody gives a very rude comment. Another person says, take that off. Another person comes and pulls it off. And she wonders, people hate me I must be doing something wrong. People are picking on me. I must be doing something wrong. I should take this off. You understand? So the fitna of people is treated like punishment of Allah. And when he treats it as if it was a punishment from Allah, then he leaves the good that he was doing. 
What does it show about this person? Is he really seeking Allah's pleasure or is he seeking some worldly benefit? What is he seeking? Worldly benefit. Because if it was Allah's pleasure, then come as it may, whatever happens, whatever difficulties, whatever fitnas come in the way, a person wouldn't give up. Because what's his target? What's his goal? Liqa Allah. Isn't it? So then he wouldn't give up. So for example, if a person puts on the hijab so that maybe they can find a righteous guy to get married to, okay? And if they find somebody, hijab, see what a good choice I made. And then on the other hand, if because of the hijab there's problems, can't find anybody, take it off. What is the goal here? Allah's pleasure or marriage? Marriage, right? So the dunya seeker, the person who is pursuing the pleasure of people, what is he afraid of? People's anger, people's disapproval, people abandoning him. So he fears their opposition, he fears their abandoning him to the same extent as he should be afraid of Allah's punishment. He fears people to the same extent as he should fear عذاب Allah, the punishment of Allah. And because of that he leaves obedience to Allah. Now remember, everything evil in life is not necessarily Allah's punishment. Alright? Because sometimes we think, oh you know what, since I've started coming to this class, my relationship with so and so has really gone bad. Okay? Now, the fact that you're suffering you know, in that relationship, it doesn't mean that that's a punishment. It's not necessarily a punishment. Everything that's evil in life is not necessarily Allah's punishment. It's a test. That what are we inside? Who are we inside? Because our inner state is only exposed when we're put in difficulties. You know, for example, tomato. You want to peel the skin off? What do you do? What's the easiest way? Peeler? No, it takes too long. Huh? Put it in hot water. Put it in hot water for like a few seconds, take it out and prop, the whole thing comes out in a second. Literally. The whole thing comes out in a second. You could just like go like this. Peaches, you know, such soft fruit. You can take the skin off so easily when you dip it in hot water. We are similar. But we are dipped in hot water in some difficulty and what happens? Our true reality is exposed. Now on the other hand, everything good in life is not necessarily Allah's reward. Is it? No. It's a test. That who are we inside? What are we inside? Our reality is exposed. So over here, an example is mentioned. That some people when they're tested, they think of those tests as Allah's punishment and they leave what they're doing. They give up. They revert to how they were before. But on the other hand, if they receive something good, then they go join the believers and they say, you know, we want the benefits too because they think Allah is happy with them. There is a difference between fitna of people and adab of Allah. There is a difference. What is that difference? Fitna is what a person suffers for the purpose of purification. What is fitna? What a person suffers for the purpose of purification. So at times of fitna, like for example, people's hostility towards your hijab or towards your salah, towards your fasting, towards your Islam... What is it that you should do? Remain firm on haqq. Remain firm. Adab, on the other hand, is what a person suffers because of his sin, because of the wrong that he's doing. So at time of adab, what is it that we need to do? 
leave our sin. You understand? Leave our sin. Remember that the trials from people, meaning what we hear from people, what we suffer at the hands of people, that is all temporary. Isn't it? It'll be over sooner or later. A person says something and they forget about it. But on the contrary, when a person displeases Allah, then Allah's punishment is very, very severe. So just because somebody said a rude comment to you, don't think that, oh, this is a sign. It means I should stop. No. It's a sign that you keep going. You understand? If you're praying salah and somebody starts bothering you, that's a sign that you keep praying. You focus on your prayer. Not that you stop your salah. You leave your salah. You abandon your salah. You're giving sadaqah and somebody is discouraging you. That's not a sign that you should stop doing good. It's a sign that you purify your intention and you keep striving. Alright? So, we see that difficulty sometimes they expose to us our true intentions. That what is really our intention? If I'm seeking Allah, then I keep going. And if I'm seeking some worldly benefit, just nasr, just you know, worldly success, then of course I will stop. Now this is also a form of shirk. That doing something good for the sake of some worldly benefit. This is a kind of shirk also. This is shirk finniya wal irada wal qasd. Alright? And this is also very dangerous. That a person is doing something like wearing the hijab, reciting the Quran, doing anything good, sadaqah, whatever. As long as he gets the support, he will do it. And the moment he finds a difficulty, he leaves it. So the intention was not Allah. The intention was the approval of people. This is a kind of shirk. And this is also very dangerous. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, whoever acquires knowledge by which the pleasure of Allah is sought, but he acquires it for the purpose of worldly gain, then such a person will not smell the fragrance of Jannah on the Day of Judgment. He will not even smell Jannah. Why? Because of the corrupt intention. In another hadith we learn, the Prophet ﷺ said, Indeed, the thing I fear for you the most is minor shirk. And the people asked, Ya Rasulullah, what is minor shirk? And he said, Riya, showing off. And such people who are doing something good just so that it can be seen by others, so that others will acknowledge their efforts, and that is why they will continue. And the moment people criticize, they will stop. Because criticism to them is like adab. You understand? Criticism is like adab, so they stop. Allah will say to such people on the Day of Judgment, go to those whom you used to show off for in the world and see if you find with them any reward. Meaning such people will find no reward with Allah for whatever they strove for in the world. Allah says, surely, definitely, He will know, meaning He will make evident, Allahu Allah, meaning Allah will certainly reveal, الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Those who believe, وَلَيَعْلَمَنَّ الْمُنَافِقِينَ And surely He will definitely reveal, make evident the hypocrites. Tests will continue until the believers are distinguished from the hypocrites. Those sincere are distinguished from those who do just lip service. وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا And those who disbelieve, they say, لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا To those who believe, اِتَّبِعُوا سَبِيلَنَا Follow our way. Those who disbelieve, they tell the believers, follow our way. Just live like us, you're free. You know, just do whatever we're doing. Look, we're doing it too. Do what we're doing. 
اتبعوا سبيلنا ولنحمل and we shall carry we will carry خطاياكم your sins do wrong for my sake and the burden of your sin I'll carry it on the day of judgment this is what some people say to others Allah says وَمَا هُمْ and they will not be بِحَامِلِينَ at all ones to carry مِنْ خَطَايَاهُمْ from their sins مِنْ شَيْءٍ of anything إِنَّهُمْ لَكَاذِبُونَ indeed they are surely liars meaning right now they tell you sin for me do this wrong for me I will suffer from the consequences no they're lying on the day of judgment they're not going to come and protect you in fact they will be in trouble themselves we learned that the disbelievers of Makkah they said to some Muslims leave your religion Come back to our religion, follow our way, and if you fear that you'll be punished because of this, don't worry. We'll take care of that. We will suffer the punishment. It'll be our responsibility. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, No, innahum lakadibun, they're lying. Why? Because of two things. First of all, when they will see the punishment, they will never take it. They will never say, Give us the share of this person's punishment as well. No, in fact, each person will be trying to offload his sins, his burden upon others. Which is why in the Qur'an we learn about people blaming each other. Right? Accusing each other. And secondly, we learn that وَلَا تَزِرُ وَازِرَةٌ وِزْرَ أُخْرَى No person shall carry the burden of another. Meaning each person who has committed wrong will carry his own burden of sin. And of those whom he has led astray. So what's the lesson in this ayah then? That even if someone allows you to sin, even if someone allows you to do something wrong, never take that offer. Because it's not a real offer. It's not going to work. Think about it in this world. Will anyone say, I'll go to jail for you? Will they ever say that? I'll go to jail for you. I'll have my license suspended for you. I'll take the punishment for you. Will anybody say that? And even if somebody says that, what will happen when they're brought to court? They'll betray you. Isn't it? They'll start blaming the whole world except for themselves. Oftentimes for graduation, girls ask their like parents if they can take off their hijab and their parents allow them. But the thing is that like their parents will not pay the price for them taking off their hijab. It's it's them, like the girls themselves, that will. So it's like you have to really be sure about what you need to do. This is a very big issue, but just bring it to a smaller level where, you know, you pray salah and then after maghrib, you should be praying your sunnah, right? But many times we leave our sunnah because... You know, somebody's waiting for you to talk to you or somebody's just sitting there, they're not praying. So you say, okay, I won't pray my sunnah either. And then you leave it, they leave it. And then neither of you prayed your sunnah because of each other. Now on the day of judgment, will you be happy with each other? Oh, I left my sunnah for you. Seriously? الْأَخِلَّاءُ يَوْمَئِذٍ بَعْضُهُمْ لِبَعْضٍ Best friends on the day of judgment will be enemies to each other. Except for who? Those who have taqwa, those who have fear of Allah. That even when they're friends and when they're together, they're having fun, they don't compromise on the rights of Allah. So basically, the lesson we learn over here is never ever compromise, you know, your deen, your values, what is important to you, because of others. Never make compromises for them. Because you make compromises for them, 
you're going to suffer. They're not going to suffer. So each person is responsible for himself. Allah says, وَلَيَحْمِلُنَّ Surely they will definitely carry أَثْقَالَهُمْ their burdens. وَأَثْقَالًا And other burdens. مَعَ أَثْقَالِهِمْ Along with their burdens. Who? Those who are permitting others to sin. Those who are allowing others to sin. By the way, who are we to allow somebody else to sin? Are we the legislators? Are we the legislators? No, we're not. You know, for example, if you don't have a license and somebody says, fine, you can drive my car. You don't have a license, you don't even have insurance, and somebody says, fine, come drive my car. And may Allah protect you, but if something happens, and you get caught, then what will happen? Both are in trouble. Isn't it? Both people are in trouble. And you can't say, oh, but she allowed me. Well, no, even if she allowed you, you are not supposed to drive because you don't have a license. Isn't it? Your friend is not the license authority. Right? Are they? They're not. So, وَلَيَحْمِلُنَّ أَثْقَالَهُمْ They will carry the burden of their own sins. And they will also carry the burden of sins. Which sins? Of those whom they led astray. وَلَيُسْأَلُنَّ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ عَمَّا كَانُوا يَفْتَرُونَ And they will be questioned on the Day of Judgment about what they used to invent. Because this is an invention. Sin for my sake. Fine, go ahead. Don't pray. Fine, go ahead. Do this wrong thing. I'll take care of it. No, you cannot take care of it. This is a lie. وَلَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا نُوحًا إِلَىٰ قَوْمِهِ Allah says, we certainly sent Nuh to his people. فَلَبِثَ فِيهِمْ And he stayed in them. أَلْفَسَنَةٍ A thousand years. إِلَّا except خَمْسِينَ عَامًا Fifty years. Nuh salam stayed amongst his people for a thousand years minus fifty. How much is that? Nine hundred and fifty years. Aman year. فَأَخَذَهُمُ tufan. So the flood, it seized them. Al-Tufan. Tufan from Tafay al-Tufu to go around. It's basically a tornado, a storm or something like that that completely surrounds people. فَأَخَذَهُمُ الطُّفَانُ وَهُمْ ظَالِمُونَ While they were wrongdoers. فَأَنْجَيْنَاهُ So we saved him. Ultimately who was saved? Nuh alayhi salam. وَأَصْحَابَ السَّفِينَةِ And the people on the ship. وَجَعَلْنَاهَا آيَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ And we have made it a sign for the people of the worlds. What is a sign? What is the sign over here? We think the sign is the remains of the ship. Okay? Okay, that is a sign. That yes, this happened for sure. But the sign, the lesson over here is more than just the nails and the wood, the remains of the ship. What is the sign? That what matters is not the length of the ordeal, not the length of the difficulty that we experience in Allah's way, but what matters is the ultimate end. The ultimate outcome. 950 years Nuh salam struggled in the way of Allah. 950 years. Not 950 hours. 950 years. And that's not a short amount of time. And ultimately what happened? Allah saved him and the people who boarded the ship. And how many were they? Very, very few. The majority was upon falsehood. And very few people were upon the truth. But ultimately they were successful. So what's the lesson then? 
What we need to worry about is the end, the outcome. Not present comfort, not our present situation in the sense that we're just concerned about fitting in, we're just concerned about being accepted, we're just concerned about our state of happiness right now. Yes, it matters, but that's not everything. It's going to pass. What matters is our final outcome. And secondly, that even if we are a minority, that a person is struggling alone in the way of Allah, but still he has to board the ship. He has to board the ship. Otherwise, he's in danger. And many times boarding the ship, it means bearing a lot of difficulty. But ultimately, that is what will save a person. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَقُولُ آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ فَإِذَا أُوذِيَ فِي اللَّهِ جَعَلَ فِتْنَةً النَّاسِ كَعَذَابِ اللَّهِ فَإِذَا أُوذِيَ فِي اللَّهِ جَعَلَ فِتْنَةً النَّاسِ كَعَذَابِ اللَّهِ وَلَئِنْ جَاءَ نَصْرٌ رَبِّكَ لَيَقُولُنَّ لَيَقُولُنَّ إِنَّا كُنَّا مَعَكُمْ أَوَلَيْسَ اللَّهُ بِأَعْلَمَ بِمَا فِي صُدُورِ الْعَالَمِينَ وَلَيَعْلَمَنَّ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَلَيَعْلَمَنَّ الْمُنَافِقِينَ وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّبِعُوا سَبِيلَنَا وَلْنَحْمِلْ خَطَايَاكُمْ وَمَا هُمْ بِحَامِلِينَ مِنْ خَطَايَاهُمْ مِنْ شَيْءٍ إِنَّهُمْ لَكَاذِبُونَ وَلَيَحْمِلُنَّ أَثْقَالَهُمْ وَأَثْقَالًا مَعَ أَثْقَالِهِمْ وَلَيُسْأَلُنَّ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ عَمَّا كَانُوا يَفْتَرُونَ وَلَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا نُوحًا إِلَى قَوْمِهِ فَلَبِثَ فِيهِمْ أَلْفَ سَنَةٍ إِلَّا خَمْسِينَ عَامًا فَلَبِثَ فِيهِمْ أَلْفَ سَنَةٍ إِلَّا خَمْسِينَ عَامًا فَأَخَذَهُمُ الطُّوفَانُ وَهُمْ ظَالِمُونَ فَأَنْجَيْنَاهُ وَأَصْحَابَ السَّفِينَةِ وَجَعَلْنَاهَا آيَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ Alright, I want you to take a piece of paper out. If you find yourself in a situation where somebody is telling you to do something that clearly contradicts your religion, what are you going to do? How are you going to stay strong? How are you going to convince yourself to not give up? Write three things that you have learned from this lesson. Three lessons that you can derive from these verses for yourself to stay strong and not give up. Write it down. Okay. I have four things for myself. If you share with me, I will share with you. Read. One of my lessons is that tests in life should make me stronger and encourage me to work even harder. Okay. So now you could shorten this, rephrase it by, this will make me stronger. 
Okay? I want the words to be like concise, short, so that, you know, when you read it, it has an effect on you. It's a source of strength for you. Okay? So this is something that you could write for yourself also. This will make me stronger. Okay? Assalamu alaikum. Nobody is going to bear your sins on day of judgment. We are answerable to Allah for our sins. Yes, very true. Reminding ourselves of that. So if someone's telling me to do something that contradicts my deen, I'll say no politely. Then I'll explain my choices and communicate with them. And then lastly, I'll be firm and patient upon my choice. So how are you going to make yourself firm? You understand? How are you going to make yourself firm? It's not about what you're going to tell other people. It's about what you're going to tell yourself. Because other people, do we have control over them? Do we? No, we don't. But we do have some control over ourselves. We can tell ourselves. So what are you going to tell yourself to keep your feet firm? That my sins are being purified because this is a fitna and it's not a adab. Okay. This is a purification. All right. Have trust in Allah. Okay. I would do two things. The first thing would be to do tawakkul in Allah by making du'a and kind of um, seeking strength in Him. And number two, I would like try to show myself um, the outcome of my actions. Okay. Nothing stays forever. Always remember that. Yes, write this down. It is going to help you, trust me. Write this down. Nothing stays forever. I have written for myself, this will pass. This will pass. So if somebody's treatment of me is really bothering me, really hurting me, really discouraging me, I will tell myself, this will pass. Okay? What else can you tell yourself? It's like a criterion within yourself. That you know, this test will show you your true self. Okay. Okay. How can you rephrase that? This test is going to show you your true self. For first this one How could you rephrase that Because this is also something we learned right That that tests reveal our reality Okay What is my intention A question mark What is my intention Okay Dua Okay So you could write something like I'm doing this for Allah Okay I am doing this for Allah Anybody else? Yes. Okay. Same thing you could write in a different way in the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in salati wa nusuki wa mahiyaya wa mamati lillahi rabbil alameen. Remind yourself that Allah is watching and the angels are recording you. Okay. Allah is watching. That's a very powerful reminder. Because sometimes when we are alone and you know we are the only ones doing something and we feel afraid and we feel weak because we are alone, at that time the source of strength would be, my Lord is still watching me. I'm not sure if somebody else has said it. Keep making dua. Never giving up on dua. So keep making dua. Good. Anybody else? Something different from... Assalamualaikum. A couple of things. Uh, One is, we don't realize sometimes that... um, we're sinning in some other facet of our lives. And if we sincerely make tawbah, that would help us getting us out of that test. And also, as you mentioned before... Before you continue, recently I read something that my mother shared with us. Um, don't worry much, but do istighfar much. Because Allah opens such doors because of istighfar, which He does not open because of... Because of... 
worry. The second one was fix my relationship otherwise with that person because if other things are fixed you can kind of work on one thing. Exactly. You know it's like pick your battles. You know what I mean? Like this particular friend of mine whenever we're talking about dealing with children she always has pick your battles. Right? Meaning you are going to have disagreements over something but do you really want to pick a fight with your child over something like he wants just one more smarty? Seriously? Would you rather fight over that or would you rather fight over taking the iPad away from him when it's been an hour? You know what I mean? Pick your battles. Choose them wisely. Don't disagree over every little thing. Okay. Anybody else? This might be a little weird, but you've gone through more? Yes. You've gone through more. Or you could say, people have gone through more. It's very encouraging. It's very uplifting to read something like this when you... feel so weak I would be thinking that you know this is just a test to see how firm you are because you know how there's sometimes a situation when there's a group of people and they're like we don't think you can do it and like you know how people bully you or like we don't think you can do it but in turn you're like you know what watch I'll be able to do it right so it's sort of like you set up a challenge with yourself that you know what no matter if it's the world against me I know that Allah is by my side and I'll you know I will be able to do it so sort of believe that this is a test just to see how firmly you can stick by what you believe in yes When I was little, my mom gave me a sticker uh, and it said, I can, I will. I can, I will. And every time I would read it, I'd say, inshallah. I can, I will. Inshallah. So, believe in yourself also. As-salamu alaykum. I always ask you the same question again. Why am I doing this? Yes. And who is benefiting it? Yes. I will benefit. Why am I doing this? And I would say always remember that Allah loves you because I think that's something that people usually always forget and the reason that you're being tested is always remember that Allah tests His strongest soldiers. Yeah. yeah, because it's very easy to feel despair in such situations and feel alone and abandoned. But you know that hadith that whoever Allah wants good for, He puts him to trial? The haqq always prevails. The truth always prevails. The haqq always prevails. After a dark and gloomy day, there's always rain. So give it some time and something better awaits. Beautiful. Don't give up easily. Don't give up easily. You know what? You could also write, don't give up yet. Don't give up yet. Just hold on a little bit longer, a little bit longer. Yes, go ahead. I'll just remind myself of uh, punishment of akhir, the judgment day. Yes. The punishment of the hereafter is much more severe. Have positive support in your life. Yes. Seek positive support. Okay. I have to meet Allah. Yes. This is also what I wrote for myself. I have to face my Lord. I have to face my Lord. Is there any way out of that? Is there? Is there any escape from that? So when I have to face my Lord, I better do what He wants me to do. I'm accountable before Him. It'll be a learning process for you for situations in the future? Yes. You know, for example, uh, with us, whenever there is a stressful situation, something difficult happens, and everybody is like stressing out, my mom says, this is also a learning experience. Right? And really, when you remind yourself, this is also a learning experience, then even if you're really agitated, you'll calm down. 
to always be grateful and focus on the positive and say alhamdulillah yes focus on the positive okay good i'll share what i have written i have to face my lord the greater the difficulty the greater the reward i am responsible for myself because generally when we're doing something wrong we make excuses right she's telling me everybody's doing something different this is too difficult don't make excuses remind yourself i am responsible for myself and then this will pass it's not going to last forever go ahead just two weeks back you know you were having a lot of you know debate who's going to win right so my students most of them who were non muslims they ask what you going to do if the harper is going to come <laughs> about your hijab because whenever i teach my students i you know put on my black abaya and go and downstairs and teach them so to some of the students i said what you going to do for your turban right so um once i said to them allah god has all authority and look what happened that we were not even expecting okay anybody else go ahead you don't know when you'll die yes you don't know when you'll die allah is the best planner allah is the best planner that is beautiful because many times when you're in difficulty you wonder why is this happening why and you feel that just because something you wanted is not there anymore you know everything is going to be a total mess but no if something is gone or something has come it's part of allah's plan and allah is the best planner remind yourself that allah has faith in you and he believes that you can do it and he knows that you can do it that if allah put you in it inshallah he will make me go through it and i trust in allah okay go ahead uh, whenever a difficult situation arises and you feel alone remember that the teacher is always silent during a test so you're not alone right okay do you have nice beautiful paper not right now at home do you have it Yeah. Okay. So I want you to take some paper, beautiful paper, nice, colorful, whatever it is, and in your beautiful handwriting, I don't want you to type and print. I want you to write it with your own hands because it's different when it comes out of your own hand. Okay? I want you to write down three things that you have gathered for yourself, and each statement should be less than how many words? Let's put a number to it. Let's put a limit to it. 5 12 no way Sister Sadia 5 5 to 6 Okay Okay 1 2 3 4 5 Okay I mean less than 8 Okay less than 8 because I have some which are 8 words and I think they're good I I don't want to take it out of my list okay So Eight or less. Okay, if you go to nine, no problem. But don't write essays, please. One, one line, and bring it tomorrow. Bring it when? Tomorrow, inshallah. I want to see it. Okay, inshallah, we'll conclude here. Subhanakallah wa bihamdik. Ashhadu alla ilaha illa anta. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.